Welcome everyone to the Miss Art World podcast. Thank you as always for listening. Today I have a special guest. Um, Kim Winberry is here with us. She Hi. is a local Santa Clarita artist. Tell us a little bit about your work, especially because we're on YouTube now, but most of our listeners are listening on, well, on a variety of different things, but they're listeners. So explain your work in a way that a listener would be able to visualize. Okay. Um, I paint with watercolor. And the one thing I really love about watercolor is, you know, I use a lot of water. So being able to watch the water slide across the paper, the pigment just blossom and, and, and go and travel and rivulets across the paper and do what it's going to do is, 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 is really what brings me, you know, peace and, 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 and calm in, in this world. Um, being able to depict animals, especially endangered animals, is something that I'm very passionate about. Um, I try, what I do is I apply the watercolor in a very loose fashion, and then I use India ink applied after the fact to tighten up the details and bring out um, some of the, the things that watercolor just likes to do. So I'll use the pen to bring out differences in hue and saturation and, and use the ink for shadow and, and just to accentuate certain things. Um, it tightens up the detail, but it also gives it a sense of whimsy. I put in swirls and other marks that just bring in um, a sense of whimsy and, and, and it's very unique. I've been told that I, you know, people haven't seen this application before. Mm -hmm. So when I'm doing endangered species, I'm, what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to bring attention to the fact that there is this animal and I don't know if you knew it, but it's also dying out. And, and I also try and learn about what's causing that. Um, what status is it? What can we do to help? So I usually have a big story behind all my endangered species paintings. Um, I do paint other wildlife just because I like animals. And so you'll find things that aren't endangered, but are fun to look at. You know, I generally use um, a lot of color, a lot of very saturated color. So my images are, um, they're very in your face. And you, uh, I was reading about your process on your website, but you use salt, right? To kind of... I do use salt sometimes, paint? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, salt, when you apply it to, if you wait at just the right time, when the water is just glistening on the surface of the paper it's not puddles of water but it's it's glistening it's drying if you wait till that point when you put salt on it pulls the pigment out of the paper and 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 leaves a little mark that looks kind of like a snowflake so when you apply and, and different grains of salt do different things so sea salt flake salt table salt the different size granules will affect the paint differently. So it, it's kind of interesting to use that to disrupt the paint and create artifacts in, in what would normally be a, a very calm field, which calm can sometimes be boring for me. So I like to like, <laughs> you know, mix things up. Uh, real quick, if someone is wanting to look up your work, where would they find it? 
Um, I am on every social media, but I, but the, you're going to find the most work on my website, which is waterplusinc.com. Okay. All spelled out. Yeah. Yeah. Water plus ink. Yeah. Okay. Um, and you're on Instagram too. I'm on Instagram. I'm on, you're going to laugh. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and TikTok. Talk to us a little bit about like, where did the passion for animals and art come together? Were they, were you always passionate about both or was it just a very natural marriage between the two? Well, it, it's, it's funny because initially, you know, I'm, I'm trying to paint and, and, and get attention to my paintings and, you know, I'm looking, well, what, what would people like? And I started off like, well, animals. And then I got drawn to these images of endangered species and like, okay, well, I need to be able to answer questions. I have questions about this animal. And the more I read about what we're doing to it, what we're doing to their habitats, what we're doing to their environments, what we're doing to the animals themselves, what we're doing to rhinoceroses and their, and their horns is, is absolutely horrific. And so, you know, it, painting them and saying, hey, you know, I need people to look at this because I need to tell the story. So I'm gonna paint this in a way that people are like, oh, that's so cool. And then I'm gonna say, well, yeah, that's cool, but this may be the last image you see of it because if we don't change what we're doing, this is all we're gonna have left. We're not gonna have the beautiful animal out there roaming around. We're just gonna have, you know, artistic renderings of something that, you know, and, and down the line, you know, I mean, people love animals. Just, you know, you, you look at their attachments to pets and dogs and cats and, 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 and birds and reptiles even. And, you know, I, I personally, you know, used to have cats and we used to have, we've had dogs. We can't because my son's very, very allergic. So, you know, he stops breathing and that's not a good thing. So we don't do that. But um, I love animals. I really do. I wish I could have a million of them, but I can't. Um, but and I really like... You have so many through your art um, that I'm sure yeah. it's nice to well, have them around. <laughs> it's, it's funny because, like, I sent my boys down to the garage to pick up, to bring up paintings that I need to have photographed because I just... Um, I just landed a licensing deal and they're, they're wanting, you know, certain images. And I'm like, oh, go get this one and this one. And I'm just rattling off the names of the paintings and they're like sending up stuff that's not that. And I'm like, oh gosh, these are like my children. I know all their names, but you don't know their names. <laughs> yeah. you, know, you know that like, okay, Pink Dahlia, it's a pink flower. Okay, I'm gonna send this one up. That's not the right one. <laughs> but, but yeah, so they, they all have names and I know them by name and they're, they are, a big part of, you know, my existence here. Mm -hmm. So, um, but, but yeah. What's, um, um, by licensing deal, do you mean like, uh, they'll be featured on a TV show or? Um, actually, I, I Canvas is in the process of putting together a contract for me. So I haven't signed it yet and okay. I don't want to jinx it, but, but um, I, we've talked about, um, exclusivity as it pertains to you know wall hangings on canvas um it's going to be it's going to appear um on their website but it also is going to appear like on wayfair and some other very popular home furnishing sites 
That's very exciting. How, I'm, as an artist, are is like going over a contract kind of daunting because you don't want to give too many rights away, but how is that? You know, I, I, I'm very nervous about it. I don't have the contract in hand yet, but, um, you know, talking about the, the parameters that, you know, they, they said, oh, well, you know, we can give you more money if you're exclusive with this. And I'm like, okay, well, you know, I'm brand new to this, but I've been talking to people. So exclusive as it pertains to what? As it, I mean, obviously you're talking about these specific images, but are you talking exclusive to the USA? Are you talking exclusive to canvas, exclusive to wall hangings? Are, are you going to put these on other surfaces? Are they going to be on other things? And so being able to narrow down exactly what, what it is they're licensing, you know, so that I know that, okay, the deal I have with them is going to be worldwide. It's going to be on wall hangings, on canvas, and I still have the ability to sell these through my site. Now, on my site, I'm probably going to take the open edition down and just leave limited edition because I don't know that I'll be able to compete with them. Although mm -hmm. I might leave it up, just I don't know. I have mm -hmm. to see what what price points there are. But um, yeah, it's it's being able to understand exactly what they're talking about. You know, I, I have someone in my corner, so I'm very 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 thankful for that. That's good because I've you know as an artist you hear horror stories like Thomas Kincaid, where um, at the end of his career, he didn't own anything. And so he wasn't really making as much money as everyone thought he was because he had made the contract mistake of signing away too much. So it's very good that you have people looking out for you because that would be awful, I think, as an artist. Right. And I think, you know, what I've been reading, I've been reading a whole lot about it. You know, there's, there's, the, there's always this you know, I could get a lot of money up front now if I signed away these rights versus a little bit over time if I just let them do this and I retain the right to the to the to the image in whole. So, you know, there's there's always the the greed factor and 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 do you you know being impatient? Impatience a big, you know, I have I, I'm quite impatient, but but. <laughs> You know, I see this as an opportunity that's going to grow over time. I'm, I'm told licensing is is a long game, mm. so you know they're going to have to produce and market and generate a following, and you know, just like I have, and it's taken me years to to get where I am. And even at that, most people know me from festivals and in person. When COVID hit and all that went away, you know, I had to pivot and put all my efforts into my website and you know that's been since March and you know it's it's not been too bad you know but I I just need to build up the following mm -hmm. you know, yeah social. and it does take time but it's important it's so good that you're able to pivot because I know so many artists that have been in fairs and festivals and they're just so I think disappointed that they can't continue that right now that they haven't been able to they're like stuck but it's right. nice that you have recognized okay if I can't do this then I have to do it this way to still well, get your art out there 
Exactly. Well, and what I ended up doing was taking cancellation fees that I got back from booths that weren't happening and poured that into a really dynamic web platform that allows people to test out my art on their walls. It has a built-in AR function on my website. That's so, cool. Yeah, it's, it, it really is. So like if you surf to my website on your phone and you find a piece, you'll see view live I forget what the button says, but it's it's um, live view or something like that. And then you hit that button and then you have to stand 10 feet away from the wall, but you hold your phone up against the wall and it superimposes the painting in whatever size you pick on the wall where you're gonna put it. And you can do a drop down and, and change the size and see how that affects. So you can kind of see what size would be good for that space. Um, and I think having a website that is specifically tailored to selling art is important. Mm -hmm. They also act as a, 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 a print producer. So you can order prints through my website and they get drop shipped to you. So, and, oh, and nice. Yeah. It's awesome because they print on like metal and acrylic and wood and in addition to canvas and paper. So um, I'll be able to like turn off the canvas and just leave the rest of it or leave canvas since they said that that option will still be open to me. The obvious question now that I'm asking each artist that I interview is how has COVID been with your art? Are you making a lot more? Are you going crazy uh, being stuck at home? Like how as a creative person, how's that going? I need to get out and be with people. Mm -hmm. um, San Diego Art Walk is actually holding their event in November. So okay. the weekend of the 7th and 8th, San Diego Art Walk is having a physical event. And so I will be there and I'm looking forward to it, but I'm also very nervous. Um, I've spent since COVID hit, you know, I lost my, my day job. So, you know, I've got even more time on my hands than just the festivals that aren't happening. So now I've got the job that's not happening and the festivals that aren't happening. So it kind of gave me more time to focus on my art career and my website and developing that and just painting a ton. Mm -hmm. um, there'll be like days I don't come out of my room. <laughs> just, you know, the kids will come in and hang out with me and we'll watch TV and I'll just be painting or social media marketing or whatever. But um, yeah, so I, I just, but it's made me want to do more. It's like, okay, now's the time to do this book. You know, mm -hmm. I've had this book in my mind forever. Yeah, um, let's, let's talk a, a little bit about the book idea. Okay. Um, I came across this idea. I, I wanted to do this book and, and um, I had actually met a publisher that lived in my building and we were talking, we were having meetings about the story the story was going to be about kids going on an adventure, roughly kids going on an adventure to learn about endangered species was the overarching, you know, concept of the story. And we were going to have them travel somehow to some place and learn about some animals that we had picked out. Now, I got dropped because the guy decided he didn't want to publish children's books anymore. So he just, you know, you know, stopped, we stopped planning it. But mm -hmm. I decided with, with COVID hitting, I need to do this. This is the time. 
so I decided that I was going to pick some iconic animals that would be easily identified by school kids. So I went with cheetahs and zebras and basically animals found on the African plains. Mm -hmm. So I picked five animals. I picked kids. I found art. I started writing the story. Um, but in order for me to do the augmented reality part of it, I really wanted to do it right. Now, I had already done a proof of concept in applying augmented reality to a coloring book I had designed. So I had already tested it out and I know it's possible based on what I've accomplished with that project. So with that project, I have a three-dimensional character. Her name is Mist and a sidekick named Norgan that appear in the very beginning of, of this book. And, you know, she, she says in the coloring book that she's going to be there in future projects because I, I had this plan for her. So um, being able to do the three-dimensional acted out above the book animation, what happens is you have your smartphone, you download an app, you open the page, there's a code, you have your, the app open, you look at it through the, look at the page through the app, Mm-hmm. It picks up the code and the image, and then that triggers an animation to start that's in the space above the book. Okay. So you've got this three-dimensional space. You're watching these characters do things. You're watching them do things. You're listening to them speak. You're, you're watching the whole story play out in front of you. So literally, they, they, you know, the kids could look at this and have the story be told to them. You know, and then you flip the page and then the next scene acts out. Um, that's the concept. Um, so I've got the story written and some of the pages uh, are the art I've designed. So I'm waiting for the Kickstarter, which I'm, I'm sorry, I'm losing my mind here. Um, <laughs> the Kickstarter is ending, so it's not going to get funded, but I am going to launch a new Kickstarter on November 1st. November 1st, I'm gearing up to launch this new Kickstarter and I'm going to have a ton of really cool rewards set up, you know, including copies of the book. There's going to be an accompanying coloring book available that goes with it that covers more than just the five animals because there's so many more than just five animals, but that's mm-hmm. what the book so there's going to be a 20 page coloring book. There's going to be um, the storybook and then various pieces of art that will be available as well. Okay. Um, I've got the story pages, but then at the end of the book, you're going to have a full on painting that I've done of that animal. And on the facing page, there's going to be data arranged in a way that's going to be intriguing for kids to look at. And I'm thinking, I'm still thinking about it at this point, but I want to make those pages interactive so that you end up with the animal like front and center above the book on those data pages and they'll be able to interact and, and learn about that animal, about its markings, uh, anything interesting that I can, I can do research-wise on that animal. And, Through and, the augmented reality? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Okay. And the coloring book that you said that you've done previously, mm-hmm. is that available for people now? Yes, yes, okay. it is on my site. I have under merch, I have coloring book. 
And I actually have two coloring books. One is augmented reality and one is just a straight up coloring book. The straight up coloring book is actually a smaller size. It's eight and a half by five and a half and it's about sea life. Um, the other one is one that has um, 45 images in it that are on single sided paper that you can color and then take out of the book and do whatever you want or leave it in the book. Um, there's a code embedded in the coloring image in the bottom corner that allows you to um, see if I have a time lapse of the video of me painting that image, it'll be there. So you'll be able to go to the page, scan the code, watch me paint it, learn something interesting about that animal or reach out to me. Mm -hmm. So, um, and then there's a link to that image on my website in the book. How, how have you always had, have you always been tech savvy as far as like figuring out augmented reality? I feel like there's a lot of artists that want to try it, but then are too scared. Is it something that is easy or are you just, um, you know, I think if you're driven, I think if you're driven, you can figure it out. Uh, I use Zapworks, which is, um, there's a software and, and you can download the software or you can and do the three-dimensional thing or you can do a two-dimensional drag and drop thing. So the drag and drop thing is a lot easier than the three-dimensional thing, obviously, because there's less moving parts. And that's, that's easy enough to figure out. Um, but using the software is, 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 is interesting. You know, it's kind of like using Blender. Blender is an open source 3D modeling software that you can download for free. It's got a huge learning curve. Um, but I do come from a web design, HTML coding, email marketing kind of background. So looking at lines of code is something that I did during my day job. So I think, yeah, I do have an affinity for it, but I don't think it's out of reach for people that are, you know, have their mindset up that that's what they want to do. Mm -hmm. What are you working on right now? Like what's the series that you're excited about? Okay. This is funny because like I have a workshop that I'm teaching in Beverly Hills tomorrow, not tomorrow, Sunday. And, but just for, fun. I've been, I've been doing like a combination of Inktober, which is just, you know, a, a drawing. Day. And so when you go to festivals, do you bring all the merchandise, like original pieces? And then I do. do. I do. How extensive the, the display is depends on what the festival allows. So okay. some festivals are fine art only, and they want you to keep your display of even just prints you know you have they have to be signed limited edition prints and they have to be only 10% of your display you know there's there's some that have this this um, requirement mm -hmm. um, the one in San Diego is is being touted as a, and always has been touted as an originals a place for originals hmm. but um, so I, I try and keep my display I, I put everything on a table but I think this year I'm going to spread it to two tables just so I don't have people crowding around any one place. I was going to ask you, do they have like COVID requirements for you as an artist? There are. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I'm putting, 
I have my own requirements for myself because, you know, I've got kids and I don't want to get sick and, you know, I'm, I'm not a spring chicken anymore. And I do have uh, rheumatoid arthritis, which is an immunocompromised situation. So, mm. um, so yeah, there's going to be a, a mask. There's going to be a set of masks out there. So if people come by and they don't have one, put one on. You're welcome to come in, but you need to put one on. There's hand sanitizer. Use it before you come in. Don't touch anything if you want to look at something, let me know, I'll, I'll, I'll handle everything. So, and then to collect emails, I'm gonna use like a fishbowl situation where they can drop their cards so that they're not touching anything, any pens or my tablet or whatever. Yeah. So, you know, I'm just, and then I'm, I'm trying to figure out, you know, um, usually I, they're requiring that we bring our own tents, which, because they're having to pay for fencing um, to encompass the event. So they, they're going to charge admission, which they normally don't do, but it's, they said it's just to cover the cost of the fence. And then they're checking temperatures on the way in and, and you know, controlling how many people are in the area at, at any one time. So mm -hmm. it's, you know, Facebook has put a ban on ads during the month of September and I, or October. And it's like, you know, it's, it's really hurting a lot of us that are, you know, I, I do a monthly giveaway. If you sign up for my, um, my website, if you sign up for my, my newsletter, um, you get entered to win um, a monthly giveaway that I'm doing. Right now I'm giving away um, a, an eight by 12 print of, of uh, my African penguin. And it's gonna be signed and numbered and it's gonna be, it's, but uh, that goes to one person who has signed up for my, my, my newsletters. Um, but I run an ad on Facebook and Facebook has been like throttling everything for everybody. And I don't know if it's because of the elections or, or, or what, but everybody's traffic is, is down and, and, and you know, the, the success rate of the, of the, of the ads just isn't there. So mm -hmm. I'm like this month. You know, I'm being reassured by my guy that they'll be back, back to normal next month. So after all the craziness. <sighs> yes. <laughs> well, okay, great. Um, share where people can find you one more time. Um, and don't forget oh. listeners, uh, November 1st, the Kickstarter, uh, for the endangered book will be launched. So check that out. But where can they find you? Uh, Waterplusinc.com. Ink with a K. <laughs> um, and that's my username on every social media platform that's out there. Okay. <laughs> I've got an Instagram, a Twitter, a Facebook, a TikTok. On TikTok, and, are you doing like live or I guess videos of you painting or? Yeah, I do. I do. Oh, I'm also on YouTube. But YouTube, I'm on is Kim Winberry. So, but um, yeah, I'm kind of taking my time lapse, my time lapses. Um, I'm like showing off finished pieces. Sometimes I just do goofy stuff, just because that's TikTok. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I do have over a thousand followers, which means I have the ability to go live on TikTok. So I do that occasionally. Um, it's a lot of fun. 
That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on the podcast. Um, listeners, remember you can find us on YouTube now. Uh, on YouTube, I will include some images of her work. So if you're looking to have a more visual sense of what we're talking about, check out the YouTube channel. That's Miss Art World on YouTube. Um, and then Miss Art World Podcast on Instagram. We also have a website that you can check out as well. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram where we'll tag Kim and her work and everything that she's up to in the future as well. Thank you. Thanks.